This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review The Martian. Here's the rub. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm in a hat designed to last 31 days. So I got to make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. But if I can't figure out a way to make contact with NASA, none of this matters anyway. We've got an incoming message. My God. <laughs> Mark Watney's still alive. Woo! In your face, Neil Armstrong. Okay, so let's do the math. I have enough food to last for 50 days. He's going to starve to death long before we can help. So I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. He's 50 million miles away from home. He's totally alone. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. No matter what happens, tell the world, tell my family, that I never stop fighting to make it home. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Marmon. Okay, so this week we're reviewing uh, the new movie, The Martian. Just came out uh, this past Friday, right? Um, and it's based on a book of the same name by Andy Weir. Mm-hmm. I think is how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been out for a while, and we've both read it, but this is your first introduction to this story. Yeah, I've read the book. Yeah. Um, it is uh, directed by Ridley Scott and Drew Goddard? Or no, 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 he's the writer. The writer. Yeah, he's the screenplay writer. Oh, the screenplay writer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, starring Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, Kate Mara, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Right, all done on that. <laughs> just made it sound so natural. Um, okay, well, uh, unless there's any other metadata about the movie to talk about, I guess we just dive right into impressions. So, Scott, what did you think? I did not know what to expect with this movie. Uh, first, I got to call off. We're doing our annual uh, seeing Matt Damon in a spacesuit. <laughs> we started out. Is this annual? It's Interstellar was this year, right? But then before that no, was uh, Elysium. That's right. This has become a wait, trend wait, for hold us. Hold on. No, no. This is the third year then. Because it was... Our very first episode was Matt yeah. Damon and Space Wow. Holy like, crap. Wait, which was... was wait, so... Interstellar was... was well, first off, it it's a minor spoiler, but I guess whatever. It's been out long enough that he's even in the Interstellar. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah bit of a... But I didn't even think of Elysium. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so so it literally is... annual <laughs> 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 thing. A tradition. Space. Yes. <laughs> And it's the biannual, or it's the, the second year of Jessica Chastain being in a space suit in a movie. Most uh, Interstellar. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And then it's also the second year that they've been in a space movie together. Um, this is probably not very important. Did <laughs> <laughs> okay. you watching the trailers or any of like the... Um... I, um, I didn't. I think I watched one of the little teaser things. Mm, okay. Where just, it, and it was like, it was something that didn't even make into the movie. It was like, uh, like some sort of... Um, found footage thing of him walking around the cabin like meeting the different characters yeah there's a couple of those on their youtube page and they're all yeah. like really good yeah it, but it wasn't it's not actually from the movie no. as far as you can tell yeah any of the things on the youtube page are um okay so anyway there's this movie called the martian that we saw. <laughs> so i was i i was concerned that like i really really loved interstellar and really loved sort of the fact that it didn't get it didn't get so uh stuck on the getting all the science perfect you know that it i I like the fact that it gets so stuck on the science perfect that it like let you have this other kind of adventure, slightly kind of fan- fantasy, fantastical thing. And I really enjoyed that. And I was concerned this was going to be the flip side where it was just all hard science and you were just going to have to get on board or whatever. Um, and I just saw the, the little teaser things. So I guess I didn't really have any particular expectations and I was utterly blown away 
this is a fantastic movie. I mean, this is, this is, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have to like take some time to like think about uh, where it ranks. Mm -hmm. But I was just, I was just floored by the end. I could not believe it was so good in so many different ways. Like it was, it was, um, I mean, it's a lot of the movie is just Matt Damon. You know, there's, they keep cutting back to the other, the other location, but a lot of it is him. He realized to carry the movie and he's so good at it. And uh, I, um, I mean, all the, I guess all the details about why I think it's really good is all deep in spoiler territory. Mm, okay. uh, but it, it is so impressive. And it, yeah, I was, I was thinking about how to like sum this up. There's, there's certain movies that um, go past me just like liking them and thinking they're really good. And they kind of become like, there's this class of movie where it's like, it's, it, it's kind of like a moment in time kind of thing. Like certain movies mm. come out and you just, you know, you're going to like enjoy it like five years from now, 10 years from now. Cause it's sort of that feeling and like, um, and it, it feels like that's going to be one of these things. It's so memorable. It hits so hard. It's so orchestrated. The pacing is fantastic. A lot of times these movies don't like finish the third act very well, or you know they go act one, two, and then they kind of get lost at the end. Did not happen here. It was very. It was gripping up until the end. It was totally thrilling. Nice, cool. What did you think? This is one of those films that like. It's a little hard for me to review it because I, I read the book not too long ago. Okay. I mean, and, and the book is always better than the movie, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Like, yeah. So um, that said, <laughs> uh, I thought it was beautiful. I, you know, the I just I love seeing that world come to life, you know, and like and seeing like the map with his like path that he takes mm-hmm. in the movie, and and I think the casting was, was spot on, you know, pretty much across the board. Uh, music was very true to the book, if not my favorite soundtrack. You know, <laughs> the music was true to the book? Yeah, yeah. It was all disco. Oh, oh, that part. I was like, how would you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not read the book? Yeah, no, I remember that part. But I was like, what? what? I was there was so that. much disco in this movie. No, it was yeah, so yeah. painful. And I, I felt like I was experiencing the pain in a way that I didn't experience it in the book, you know? Yeah. like So uh, I think those were all great. Um, it I don't know. The thing is that it's in some ways it's like so. I don't know. I don't want to like spend too much time like just making this like a book versus movie. But like mm-hmm. the, the the flavor of the movie is very different than the book. In what, what way do you think the flavor is different? Well, so like the book is very much like here is this instrumental problem that he because the, the book is all it's not much not it's not a spoiler to say the book is basically just all, almost entirely his log entries mm-hmm. uh, that he that he record that he's recording throughout this whole this whole event right. and. They're him sort of explaining the you know the state of the world and how he's screwed in this way and how it's you know going to be amazing possible for him to survive for this reason, mm-hmm. and then he goes off and then there's another log entry and sometimes he's figured out the solution sometimes he hasn't figured out the solution yet, um, and then just and then, but for the most part the pattern is kind of like problem and then solution and problem and solution you know, mm-hmm. and and then he works you works through the problem solutions in incredible detail like, mm-hmm. here's all the numbers you know here's exactly like you know here's the you know like he works, works you through all the math and all the logistics. And it's it's really interesting, mm-hmm. and it it, all, it makes it feel very real, and it makes the stakes feel a lot higher too. Like every t- all these little tiny minute things suddenly become these like you know how's he gonna, you know how's he gonna have enough oxygen? How's he gonna have enough water? How's he gonna have all these things? And the little tiny things like how's he gonna connect this thing to this thing? You know, like it become this like these like life or death obstacles. And so the whole book is all these high stakes, like just a series of little tiny things, and. Uh, and I think I think the XKCD comic about it kind of summed it up best, which is like you know, like if you and I think you know they they sort of uh, 
the analogy that the ACD comic made was between this movie and like that one scene from Apollo 13 where they like dump all the stuff on the on the table yeah. and they're like we need to make put this thing you know this thing is to go in this hole and we have to use this stuff to do it or everyone dies that's basically the whole book like you know he's all this random stuff on Mars and he has to figure out how to put it together in the right way to survive and then there's sort of a side the side story about sort of a similar thing happening on Earth and they're trying to save him but it's very much like this MacGyver how do I save the day. And here, and the movie has a little bit of that, but it felt, but like, there isn't that many, there aren't that many times when he actually work, walks you through the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it mostly just happens. And all times it happens so quickly. And it happens, like, he explains the problem as he's doing the solution, like mm-hmm. with the, you know, with the water. Mm-hmm. The point where you never get to appreciate the problem. Um, Wait, are you yeah. saying you think the water one was a good example or was not? It is an example of how they, like, smash it together. Yeah, like, there wasn't, there wasn't like this, like, you know, here's this water problem and then you spend a while, how's he going to solve the water problem? It's like, he's practically solving the water problem oh. as he's explained the water problem to you. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, that was a clever solution to that problem, but right. it, it never had a chance to raise the stakes. And yeah. it sounded like it still worked anyway, but that was the thing that I was thinking of, like, all the way through was, like, it felt so much lower stakes in the book because, for the most part, you just kind of, like, you sort of breeze through all these problems. And a lot of things that go wrong in the book like, not a lot of things go wrong in the book, like, I mean, it's how he survived, right? You know, but, like, uh, way less goes wrong in the movie. Like, everything almost goes perfectly in the movie, except for, like, you know, a few, you know, very, like, two bad things that happen, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Isn't, but it wouldn't, doesn't all this sort of speak to the fact that, I mean, it's already two and a half hours long. Like, how would you feel? Well, and so, the, yeah. yeah, where I was eventually going with this, I mean, there's a different flavor, but the thing that I was thinking to myself also was, like, could... Would this have been a better movie? It had been more true to the book, or it had more like the book. I think no. I think it would have been a worse movie. I think you would have been all movie just listening to him, to him, his voiceover, going through all these problems, and it would have been six hours long and <laughs> not very fun to watch. And so yeah. I think this was the best adaptation they could have done. And like, and I, I still enjoyed the film, you know, as it was. But I felt like I enjoyed it for a different reason than I enjoyed the book, yeah. and I, I did enjoy the book better. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think that like maybe the only way they could have, like stretch it out like the way that the book did and like try to make the stakes so high was maybe it's like a mini series or something just like actually just give them the room to do that you know but that would change the tone too right because i definitely felt especially like towards the end of the movie where i was like i'm pretty sure this took a lot longer in the book like especially the parts of like well it's starting to get into spoiler territory but there's definitely like a lot of things like it seems like towards the end of the movie where it's like 30 seconds of screen time i think i think that was a lot longer in the book i think it took him a lot longer to work out some of those logistics than it actually well they 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 cut a little bit from the beginning from the early first parts of the book but like they cut a lot the last third of the book is mostly missing yeah yeah they wasted i was kind of surprised like they wasted no time getting to like the beginning, right? I mean, it was just like, okay, we are less than a minute into the movie, and we've already stranded yeah. him on Mars. Like, it took no time at all. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Well, well, I mean, the, yeah, no, it's cool. Well, yeah, the yeah. book does that too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just it starts you out there. Yeah, but I feel like actually the book, the book actually the book starts you after he, they've already left. Yeah, he's like, already the, gone. Like the, yeah. the movie actually starts a little earlier. Like yeah. you, get, you get a few moments of them being on the planet. Yeah. Although oddly, starting on Saul eighteen and not six. Is that what they do in the book? It's yeah. been like over a year since I've read the yeah, book. Yeah, I've read so. it quite recently. But yeah, yeah it's I. I don't know, it's a strange detail to be different. Like, mm-hmm. why Why would it be 18 days into the mission instead of six? I don't know. Yeah, it is strange. Oh, I feel like if this had been, like, a more traditional, like, space movie, I feel like they would have had more time in the beginning before he gets stranded just because they want to, like... Set up the character. Yeah, so. set all up the context and all whatever. And, well, first of all, they just would not have had time. This would have been three hours. And, um, yeah, actually, I think it works. Like, the book did it, and it worked. I assume it's coincidence. I don't know. Maybe it's not. But the the news that broke about, like, water being found on Mars... Mm-hmm. days before or maybe within the same day this movie came out like I thought that was and that's what kind of mean about like 
right movie at the right time mm, kind of sure. stuff, you know? Like people are already thinking about Mars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, I just, I thought that was a really interesting coincidence or brilliant PR scheme <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> Turns it, out like NASA's in on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was even call, callbacks to the old, you know, missions and stuff like that. Yeah. Missions, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of spoiler stuff. Going on, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tons of sure. it as well. Um, so like I, I would... Um, did you do your review? I can't. Uh, no, but I think I'm in agreement with you guys. I mean, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was surprisingly true to the book. I kind of like had a little bit of, of a fear that they would mangle it, you know, and like just, you know, basically take like the premise and the title and like throw everything else away, which seems to happen sometimes with adaptations. But I thought it was actually pretty good, no, no, like no, in the way that it turned out. Like, yeah, no. I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's very exactly the book, just with almost all of the monologues about all of the science behind everything taken right. out. Yeah, which I think for like, us like nerdy like engineering types is actually what made the book like so incredible and like fun to read but for a more like mainstream yeah. movie audience i feel like it's kind of hard to like yeah once you make the decision there. to make it a movie you kind of have to make some of those trade-offs yeah miniseries exactly. is a really interesting idea yeah i would have loved it as a miniseries i think like I think the equivalent could've... of like a uh, planet earth um i'm not trying to do a planet words there but like that kind, that kind of thing where they took plenty of time explaining yeah, or like another example is uh, the Earth to the Moon, the HBO yeah, series, yeah, yeah. where yeah. like they go in incredible detail, like how they built like. You is know, that good? Very, very good. Highly recommended. So, yeah, and the fact that you can like leave, you know, halfway through or whatever, and like come back to it. Yeah. Better. Well, they can end things like you know he comes to get some problem, and then like that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Like obviously that like raises the tension or like whatever, yeah, yeah. right? So. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. Um, and it was funny. So I mean, I knew it was going to be like humorous because I'd read the book, and that was one of the things I really liked about it. But Laura went in, like, with no expectations. And at the end of it, she was like, I could not believe it was so funny yeah. for the whole thing. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's actually, like, really... It totally changes the tone. Of the yeah, book. definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it was great. And I definitely think, if you like the book, you'll definitely like the movie, I think. And even if you haven't read the book, I think it's actually just a good... It stands on its own, I think, is a good movie. So, Cool. Well, I think that does it for our spoiler-free review. Uh, we're going to do spoilers after the break. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Low Earth Show. We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash, slash Low Earth Show. And we have a voicemail line that nobody has ever <laughs> called. I think I'm just going to call it yeah. on the voicemail. Come on, guys. Somebody can do it. I know. If you're so motivated to leave us a voicemail, I'll leave it up to you to find the phone number <laughs> because I don't want to look it up right now. We'll put, put it like every screen, other right, episode. Right here, right at the or, yeah, so we'll call the number on your screen now. Uh, operators are standing by. <laughs> and by operators, I mean a piece of software that will record your voice. Um, Yes, so those are all the ways you can get to this. Oh, and also our email address is feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. Also, lowearthorbit.fm is our website where you can find our extensive archive where we keep our meticulous show notes, and you can cross-reference all the stuff we talk about, too. Old audio episodes, one on YouTube. Yep, exactly. Okay, so uh, now's the mailbag segment of the program where we look through some interesting comments and feedback that we've gotten from you, our loyal listeners. Uh, Scott, I think, has some choice things to share. Yeah, so we just we just ran across a couple comments on the YouTube episodes. Um, <laughs> so the the first one that we just actually very, very recently got from Mike Hurley. Uh, I'm just going to summarize here because it's a little bit long, but basically he said, hey, um, you guys do a really good show. Uh, definitely some of the best production values and insightful commentary I've seen for uh, less than 1,000 subscriber channel. Also, you're all very handsome and not just handsome. But it was just, it was a really cool thing because he, he basically, because we, we kind of took a break and we hadn't been posting. It was kind of like, hey, I really hope you guys keep doing it. So good news, we're here. Yes, we're back. Um, Thank you. Some random ones. Uh, Kirsty McAllister on the 
incredibly popular cabin pressure episode just informed us what the knife and boot boots boy is, and I'll just read it verbatim. <laughs> knives and boots would be a boy that polished boots and also cleaned knives. I guess most junior male servants. It's kind of on the tin there. Whatever. Kind of would have would have guessed that. <laughs> I think it was more just surprised that uh, that's a, that's a thing. That's somebody's job. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't tell if this is spam or not, but uh, Regina Rodriguez said, "Great vid. We'll totally read that." Was for the Chew comic book episode. That's probably legit. Uh, uh, my favorite comment so far, this is for the Inside Out episode, literally, says, Scott talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Statistical proof. Scott talked 67.92% of the time. That is, by the way, a very specific ratio. That's two digits of Yes, precision. that's a lot of, yeah. Scott talked 67.92% of the video's runtime. I actually talked that the amount he talked is incredible. I feel like we have to fact check this. So. <laughs> I feel like just for... You know, in your defense, I feel like we should maybe see if it actually is 67.92. I I don't know. I just, I, I admire his dedication to figuring that out. Um, a true fan. I didn't I didn't realize I talked a lot on that episode. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, oh, here's an interesting one. So it would be great if you guys could do a retro review of an old point-and-click adventure game from Lucas, maybe The Dig, which you guys oh, yeah, yeah. have said you liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you end up choosing, I'm looking very, for, very much forward to it. That was for the Inside Out episode. You yeah. played The Dig, right? Mm-hmm. Did you finish it? I think I did. Yeah. I think I might have had like a demo version of the dig with like the first level or nice. two or something. Yeah. yeah, it gets weird. It gets even as, as weird as like the intro to that game is. It gets like increasingly weird. Like the more you put, actually, that could be a really good one to review. Okay, it's uh, hard. I mean, it's it's hard the same way that like Grim Fandango is hard, or like all the other ones are hard. Where it's just like this weird like dream logic where you're like <laughs> what? I mean, it has like the excuse that it's like oh well, it's all these like alien artifacts. Of course, it doesn't yeah, make sense. But it's like come on. <laughs> <laughs> there is also. Um, there's Thimbleweed Park, which is the thing from, uh, I'm getting his name. His Twitter name is uh, Grumpy Gamer, Ron Gilbert. He, uh, he was one of the creators of Monkey Island. And, oh, cool. and his Kickstarter thing is Thimbleweed Park. And it's like in style of like Maniac Mansion, Monkey Island. I think it's almost done. Nice, cool. Um, yeah, it's like, this is technically not a retro review, but. Yeah. It'd be cool to see, now we're totally off topic. Yeah. It'd be cool to see some like adventure games that actually take some cues from more modern stuff where it's like, hmm, there's these things called difficulty curves. Maybe we should, like, tune those. And, like, <laughs> or have them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, I'll just see if there's any other... Um, there's just constant comments on the Cabin Pressure episode. The Lemon is still in play, uh, which I don't know if you guys have gotten to that episode. Um, that's all the newish ones. There's a ton of older ones. Another adventure games comment here on uh, Grim Fandango. Uh, oh, David Sandro, who's a friend of ours. I think most of the, you know, complaining about how the difficulty is usually just sort yeah. of like really weird. Okay, that's probably it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, cool. So yeah, we read all the comments. So if you want to reach us. Live on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't know if that encourages or discourages you from leaving a comment, but uh, there it is. Okay, we're moving on to spoiler chat now. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled on the plot points, now it's a good time to stop watching and go see the movie. Okay, spoiler chat. Um, I think there's probably a lot, actually. There's what do you guys lot, want to yeah. start with? Well, I just, I mean, you want to start with the ending? Sure. Work your way there. Uh, no, we can start there. I, I, I thought... The thing I liked most about the movie was how how they managed to change the ending mm-hmm. while still basically staying true to the book. What, what was the book ending? Yeah, so I feel the, like so what the, was different about the yeah. So in the, in the book ending, he proposes the Iron Man thing. Uh-huh. And they tell him he's insane. But right. then that sparks the idea for them, to, for, for them to depressurize the 
ship mm -hmm. and use that to go and accelerate it mm -hmm. um, to, the, to the proper velocity. Right. Uh, but they don't actually have him do the Iron Man thing. Okay. Uh, you know, he doesn't actually yeah. puncture his suit. You know. Right. He just suggests and, it. And also, they don't. They don't, have, they don't have the commander go out. You know, they have the... They have yeah. The back, back, I think Beck goes out and grabs him. Yeah, it was definitely not the commander. And I feel like in the book, doesn't the person that who's going to get him actually enter the capsule and, like, grab him? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. they, don't, they don't let him, you know, like, she overrides him. So he says, you know, you he can't even get out of the chair. Yeah, like, and so, yeah. He, so he just sits there and makes nerky comments the whole time. <laughs> and it's still, it's a great ending of the book. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, that whole bit where she comes down and, and, and you know, changes her mind. Mm -hmm. um, and then he has to do the Iron Man thing. Like, don't factor in. But, like... I wasn't offended by it because, you know, like, you know, it was in the book, you know, the whole Iron Man thing. And also, like, the all the groundwork was there in the book to have her go and do it anyway. Like, she, you know, they're all, you know, even the, the book even spends more time with her being really guilty about having left him behind and not saving him. And and I'm almost kind of looking back, like, it actually would have made sense for them to have done that in the, in the book as well. Yeah. So I think it's one of the rare cases where, like, I wasn't totally offended by the movie changing the, the ending of the book. Yeah, there's, all, there's been some other movies that have done that, too, right, where they change some details of the book and it actually turns out to be, oh, I know what it was. It's um, The the Mist, uh, which is based on the Stephen King novel, the same name. And the ending, of, I haven't read the book, but I, I've seen the movie, and apparently the ending like diverges wildly like in the last like couple of minutes and i think even stephen king himself was like yeah the ending of the movie is actually way better like i should have done that for the book like but yeah here's a case where i think the, you know the changes of the ending well you know minor like they didn't it would have, would have sucked if they would change the ending and it would have been like not scientific not based in science anymore oh, yeah, yeah and it would have felt like a betrayal to the whole story but instead they just you know, slight tweaked to amp up the tension a little bit yeah. um while still staying through to the source material mm -hmm. one of my actually no not one of my the the Best like little call out moment. It's the Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, that was so good. I know. Amazing. I wanted to mention that earlier. So did you? I don't know if you realized. I don't think that's in the book. No, is it? Book. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, but he, is it? Is it clear that why that's super funny in the movie? Because well, it's Sean Bean. Yeah, is yeah, like yeah. in <laughs> in the yeah. meeting room. And I don't know if everybody in the theater I was in got that because like I didn't. I didn't, I was like cracking up. I thought it was hilarious and like the fact that he's the one explaining it too yes. is even funnier. Oh, absolutely. But nobody. I don't know if everybody picked that up. That yeah, was great. I was just glad that he survived the whole movie, which is typically his character's problem, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like there was plenty of like numerical explanation for the performance. It was just it was the right amount, I think. Yeah, well, it was probably the right amount for the film, but like yeah. it's all the book is. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the book goes into I don't, I don't man, I can't remember if they did this in the movie. But I feel like the book goes into like a ton of detail where he's like, okay, this is how many calories I'm going to burn, and this is how many calories I can get out of each potato, and here's how much water it's going to take for each potato, and he just sits down and just like plots it all out, and he's like, yeah, I'm. Well, and he does that like 500 times over. But yeah, like, exactly. Every minor little thing. Yeah, you know? everything right. just gets dissected and like, yeah, done to death. Yeah. And I felt like, it, so stuff must go wrong constantly in the book because I felt like there were at least three major things that went wrong during the course of the movie to the point where I was like, please don't do it again because really? I just want to see him get home. Yeah. yeah. Well, like he blew the airlock. Um, which in the which in the book was much more catastrophic than in the movie. It was this way bigger deal trying to like solve that whole problem. Like in the movie, he's like, movie's like, oh, he just like tapes over, he tapes the thing, climbs out of there, attaches the thing back together, back together. Yeah. Like in the book, it's this huge ordeal, and right. like he spends just getting like he spends like you know at least a day stuck in the airlock, you know, because like because his like his suit is he, like, punctured, yeah, and he, had, yeah. he has to like it's, like seal off all the arms, you know, and there's this huge long you know ordeal. Like everything, I don't know, maybe because like. like because I just read the whole book and I, was, mm -hmm. I feel like everything was like so, was so difficult for him because mm -hmm. he would be. I mean, he's freaking like only person on the planet, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everything's like it just felt so easy. Like, oh yeah, things blown up, you know. Ten seconds later, us back together again. Just you know, as right as rain. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, like 
I mean, so that happened. Like, what else went wrong? Um, I mean, there, there was so the rocket blew up, which happens in the book as well. Yeah. You know, the the, the Iris supply, mission. whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, um, does anything else go wrong? He, well, he blows himself up trying to do the water stuff, but that's... But that's, like, almost nothing. Yeah, it's not that huge a deal. Well, the, in the book, he loses communication again. Right. right? Because he, he short, accidentally shorts out uh, Pathfinder, mm. uh, or Sojourner, um, and yeah. so he loses communication, so he has to communicate via Morse code. There's a huge storm, mm. which he almost, that he almost goes into, and uh, which would certainly have killed him, because he wouldn't have gotten enough power for his solar cells, mm-hmm. uh, and NASA couldn't have warned him about. They caught that, that whole thing entirely. And also him flipping the rover and snapping the, you know, the the hitch to the other to the other mm. rover. You know, there were the two rovers in the book instead of just the one. Yeah, yeah. Like that that was all cut out. It's I felt like the movie was most rewarding when he was like making progress. Like yeah. I, I really it was like you know he's yeah he's growing his potatoes and like he's working out and he's figuring out how to like get the rover to go. Like those are the fun parts where he's like he's succeeding at the mm-hmm. the engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time he got set back, it was like well okay, I mean. It's not as much fun, but yeah, I get yeah, it. I understand yeah. why it has to be there. Um, I, I really, really loved the, uh, and it was designed as well. It really worked on me. The whole uh, moment where they just decided to, you know, disobey orders and like mm-hmm. go on the mission. I thought that really yeah. landed with me. That was good acting. Um, yeah, I'm blanking what the other, there's, there's a million little moments that I really, really enjoyed. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly just, just loved all the shots where they would pull back and they would show Mars. Yeah. Oh, did you guys watch it in 3D or 2D? That's the other thing I watched. I saw 3D. 3D. I saw 3D. Yeah. Is that 2D? 2D? Did you see 3D? I did. The 3D was actually really It was good. actually really It made good. the landscape really cool. Yeah, I was surprised. And strangely enough, I think, like, they integrated, like, the typography of, like, what day it was into the 3D, like, actually kind of well. Like, it, there was a lot of times where it seemed like the... They, yeah, they didn't like make, floating, they didn't make like, yeah. a big deal out of it, but yeah. it actually was, like, kind of cool. It was well, sort the of, hel- like... The helmet was, like, it was, like, closest to the plane, or, like, the closest plane, right? And then, like, the world was out in the depth. Oh, no, I mean, like, when um when it would do, like, a shot of Mars, like, from... Yeah. be, like, Sol 187 or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. the way... Too. Somehow, it, it just worked well, where it was, like, it seemed like the numbers were actually out in the scene, yeah, yeah. but without being like goofy about it, you know? I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, so I may not explain that well. What I meant was that sometimes they have the helmet cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they have the helmet cam, like the close, if you imagine there's so many planes mm-hmm. in the 3D effect. The glass is like right here. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. The, the HUD is up here and mm-hmm. then like stuff that's happening is out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was, I think it really immersed, helped the immersion a lot. Mm-hmm. Although it's funny because I was, I was really close when I saw it. Um, so there were just, it only happened once or twice, but like there was definitely a case where like he was driving across the landscape he was he was far enough down that it had broken the three D depth illusion for oh, me. Yeah. So it looked like it was like tilt shift. So it looked like it was <laughs> oh, a tiny weird. little toy going along the ground, but it was like this massive, you know, big orchestra music. And yeah, it's a little tiny toy going around the, the sandbox. I thought it was really funny, but no, it was it was. Uh, I think it might be the best live action three D movie I've seen. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I thought was interesting is, did they change the frame rate like when he would do like his like logs? Because it seemed like somehow oh, they possibly, gave the impression yeah. that like. His like when he would sit at the computer and record his stuff. That seemed to be maybe that was shot like yeah. I don't know if it's just the way they did the lighting or something, but yeah, it seemed like it was like I don't know. Maybe they did those at forty eight frames, and then the rest of the movies at twenty four. Possible, but somehow yeah, they made it look more like the found footage kind of thing. It's it's hilarious when we saw Grand Budapest Hotel. You noticed that with the the aspect ratio. The aspect ratio, yeah, 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 where it gets narrower. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Um, Yeah, the part at the end, like, with the resupply and, like, all that stuff, that seemed, like, really rushed to me. Like, where it was just like, oh, we'll just use the one from the Chinese. Like, yeah, well, problem solved. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the thing that, like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell from, because everything felt super rushed. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I read the book just, like, so recently. 
And, and the book itself feels really rushed to me too. Like, like the oh, book is really? like, wow, this was so rushed. Maybe it's because like one of my, I don't know, I, I think I've written this like on every single show, but like one of my favorite uh, science fiction series of all time is like the, the Mars trilogy by Kenneth Sally Robinson, mm. which is like, it's like, like this is to the, you know, like this is the Hobbit to that's Lord of the Rings, you know, oh, like wow. they're, okay. they're three epically large books and it's yeah. huge, you know. But it's all about story. like the colonization, like terraforming yeah, yeah. Mars, right? Yeah, but, but it's also it's very cut from the same cloth. It's like all mm. you know, like you know, like it's all tried. They tried. They both tried super hard to be scientifically accurate yeah. and like you know and stuff. And so it it has a lot of the same the same texture. But like this just felt like crazy fast in the book form. But like I could I know. About as fast as they possibly could make it, and suddenly it was like then a tenth the size for the film. So I was like, everything felt like impossibly fast. But I'm yeah. like, well, I have I love all, all perspective because <laughs> I just read the book. So like, I you know I don't I don't know. And you're used to like this epic like four movies, you know, yeah. instead of one, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, one real quick thing: when you said that he blew the airlock and was sort of fixed really quickly, having not known anything about the book, like I felt an ongoing sense of tension when he was in the was the hab. Is that what they mm-hmm. call that thing? Yeah. Because he like it would like the wind would be buffeting the thing, and he'd be like, like you could feel yeah. he was like kind of concerned it was going to burst any second. So that that was like a background kind of level of tension yeah. that I I felt worked really well. What does he do about that in the book? I don't remember. Does he like find a way to like uh, seal off like parts he, of the hab? He, he just, be... No, he just puts the the he, uh, he puts the airlock back on again. Oh really? <laughs> he just seals the. <laughs> Because I mean, this is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, hell, I mean, the airlock was. I mean, even in the even in the movie, the airlock's intact. Yeah, he just would just slide it back over. Yeah, he just slides then, it back over, and he just like you know, and they it like, actually does seem more reliable because, than like, like a piece of plastic that he just got like because like <laughs> saran wrap in the book, over they, the whole. They, they point out like this, this is like one of the more the most likely failure cases. So like they they, they became mm. very prepared for the have to oh, they have to for uh, the airlock to blow. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So by the way, I loved when so first off when the comment about like you're going to put a tarp on your spaceship. Yeah, I like the thing about. Like they're sending me in a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the ending was fantastic. I, I think I can't. I probably undersold like how much I thought that made the movie work. Was that the ending was really not just like the uh, the, the space activity, but the, the reaction on Earth, like really connected yeah, the whole the, thing. Mm-hmm. The reaction on Earth was really was really well done. I mean, the, the, the ending in the book is fabulous as well, right? Because because it's it's like, it's like the, the movie ending, but like you know, there, like less actually happens in terms of like you know, there isn't there isn't this whole like. Uh, you know, Iron Man thing and all stuff, you know, that they sort of add, add that extra element that they needed to add it to, add it to the... Because in the book, but, the tether is long enough to get him. Yeah, the tether's yeah. long enough to get him, so they don't have to do that whole thing. But, like, in the book, they, they were all, like, you know, they have to figure out how to make the bomb. And mm. so, like, and the, the book, like, it, the book does a really good job of, like, they're, they're like, 39 minutes from to do all this stuff. And so guys, like, figure out, like, he has to get from, like, from from the, the airlock where he, was, where he was ready to go and, like, rescue um, uh, Mark. Mm. Like, you know, out of there, get out of suit off, right. figure out how to make a bomb. They have to figure out how to like wire it so they can set up remotely from the thing. They have to like, you know, also they have to decompress, they have to get ready to decompress the whole ship, which means they like, they, and they have to like, you know, seal off the reactor and prepare the reactor for decompression. So everyone's like, you know, like racing around doing all these different tasks. And they're doing the math to figure out like all their, you know, their, the, um, you know, the proper velocity and when they need, when they need, to, when they need to do the decompression and all that stuff. And like, all these things take, take time. And I'm just like, you know, like 39 minutes, like... It's actually not that long. It's not that <laughs> time at all. You know, like, we spent more than time not trying to get our microphones working. <laughs> right? And they have to build a bomb. And they have to decompress and do all this, like, orbital mechanics calculations. And, like, and then the book just, like... And they, well, and the orbital mechanics are easy. By, you just got to play Kerbal Space Program. I, 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 I did think that. <laughs> I was like, these people all played Kerbal Space Program. I forgot the Kerbal thing. I was thinking back. I don't know if you guys even remember this, but when we played Kerbal... Like Steve had a problem where he was playing and he like his rocket wouldn't get off the pad. And then, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it was like billowing smoke and whatever. And like hit the, I re-listened to the episode recently 
And when you and I were like, hey, you can just hit the space bar and like launch the thing. He's like, I did that in the top pop, the pop. <laughs> On the on the launch pad, I turned my throttle all the way up, and I just like stood there, Nothing bellowing happens. smoke out, and it would not take off. You know, like what? like what is what was going on? You know, like, there's all kinds of like also weird experiences like that. Did where, you hit you, you hit, hit space? Right? Yeah, okay. and then like and then my command module popped off the top. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like well, that's not what I wanted. You know, like. It just popped off. popped up. And it's hilarious because that happens in the movie. Like he hits launch and poof, the stuff falls over. So it's like a little flashback moment there. Also, well, Mars is technically international waters. So the my thing, the space law, I'm a space pirate. The, 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 whole thing, the, the whole thing didn't really work as well in the movie as well did in the book because the whole point in the book is like when he's going to the other ship, he like, mm-hmm. you know, like, he lost communication with Earth, so they couldn't right. authorize that he that him to take right, over the yeah, ship. Yeah. But like he's in like, full communication with him the whole time. Like that whole line about like, well, you know that. And, uh, and no one explicitly like, told me. It's well, like they, well, they totally did. did. That's the whole plan. <laughs> they wanted you to go there and fly the ship. You know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was a little weird. I was like, well, they kind of did though, didn't they? Like yeah. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Still pretty good. Also, I feel like I feel like they they underutilized Kristen Wiig in the film, right? I don't like, know if it, it, yeah, her, she's only in like three char- scenes. Her character is like super acerbic, you know, in the, in the book, like you know. And yeah. I was like, and I saw her to cast her for that. We're like, oh, she's perfect for it. Which she's gonna, she's gonna like, just obliterate everyone in this movie, you yeah, know? Yeah. And she's like kind of nice in the movie, which she is not in the book. Yeah, right. Which uh, one is this? The PR person. Yeah, the uh, like a NASA. Yeah, yeah. any something. He's Mars. Oh, yes. and then you were saying Penny. that. Um, the uh, Mars mission director guy, um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was pretty different between the book and the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's Venkat Kapoor in the book, and right. he's much more kind of buttoned up, and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he wasn't making, like, those jokes about, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, no way. Yeah, he was a much more, like, straight-laced sort yeah, of, like, yeah. character in the book. Yeah, for sure. It was good. I mean, I think it still worked. No, I, I think yeah. overall casting was great. I love that they got, they got Donald Glover to play the overall professional Kerbal Space Program yes. player. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did like his little like demonstration, like yeah. with a stapler, like going What's around. Your name? Like, Teddy, <laughs> the director of the NS of, of NASA. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I, this is like, the smallest conceivable moment, but like. He like clicked the pen on her head. Yes. I was like, "Why?" <laughs> for what reason? She was like, "What?" Yeah. For some reason, that was bizarre. Yeah. All right. One last thing. Okay. Yes. What did you guys think of the very, very, very ending? Oh, on, it was in, like, interesting. The classroom. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, I, I like the closure of it. I think. I mean, I guess I guess they could have cut it, but uh, yeah, was that before or super... after? Like the little montage where they're showing like. The... Okay, so they did oh. they did his thing at the astronaut like candidate program, yeah, and then they did the little montage of launching Ares five or yeah. whatever, yeah. Oh, 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 so could they not? I, Sorry, so yeah. they couldn't send four, I guess, right? Because he'd already used their escape vehicle, right? Yes. Like, yeah. So they basically had to cancel the fourth mission, I guess, because. So we're t- are, are you talking about yes. which? Are, are you talking about the idea of it, or the the character things going on, or like which thing? You're asking all about? of the things. I mean, none of them are in the book. So yeah. that's all new. Like basically, like the book ends with him safely on board. Oh, actually, one more thing I want to mention. So in the book, uh, I read it knowing I was going to see the movie soon, and so it really struck out in the book where he's like, you know, if this were a movie, everyone would all be like huddled around me in the in the airlock cheering when I get back in here. <laughs> 
And I was like, I wonder if in the movie they'll do, they'll do that just because just because he out. calls it out. And, and in sure enough, totally in the did. film they do exactly the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know that does not happen in the book. Uh, <laughs> you haven't really did that on purpose. <laughs> <There's> no way. <laughs> like, uh, there are a lot of little like nods and people who read the book that they would, and they it may be kind of hard to figure out otherwise. Like the whole yeah. bit about like the whole reason that the Chinese agreed to go and scrap their mission to that the Americans use the rocket was that they could they get a Chinese astronaut on, on the next one on the next mission mm. and then, which they do and they show yeah. that in the end in the credit yeah. sequence you know yeah. and like i'm not yeah. sure if anyone like, just, like did you get that from the i mean they didn't say it they didn't say it a single line yeah. of dialogue yeah. in it but they, sh- they they cut very clearly to like the chinese well, astronaut sitting well i mean the thing is it, like, to me, tell, i just took yeah. it to be like he wasn't they didn't identify him as chinese so an american yeah, chinese yeah. descent oh sure i was just like okay it's interesting that um the pilot went on the next mission Right, because yeah, yeah, so yeah and they, oh, they said like you're never gonna fly again, and like, oh yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah it was interesting. No, I thought the little, uh, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I thought, it was I thought the montage was was fine, but like the yeah. whole the scene in the astronaut school, I don't know, something just fell flat there for me. It, it, it felt a little, little superfluous. So it, didn't, yeah. it didn't bother me per se. It was nice to see him like, uh, well, the plant thing cool callback the, the fun thing was kind of cool yeah. yeah but like at the end of the book he gives this like speech about like well, you know why or this uh, monologue i guess like mm-hmm. why did they do this or why did they spend all these hundreds of millions of dollars rescuing one person you know yeah. does make any sense you know and he has actually quite a, quite a nice little like you know spiel he gives about it and i kind of expected him to give that spiel yeah in the doesn't. classroom like oh here, here's the you know their their excuse for it right and he doesn't no yeah all right all right enough about the end <laughs> our cameraman's taking the coffee break yep Okay, maybe that's our signal to, <laughs> to be done. See you next time. All right. Bye. Comments. Okay. Scott talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, I want, I want to keep listening, but like, I'm just overwhelmed already. By the... you mean, I'm sorry, you mean whelmed. <laughs> do you have enough flex room there? Are you comfy? Yeah. You comfy? It's comfortable. It looks like the GoPro is the cameraman, and he's holding up the cards. That's kind of. <laughs> she put some little ears on him there. Like what? Like rabbit ears? Mickey little arms ears. in the ears? Yeah. Little thumbs up. Okay. You're on. We have a new game we're gonna play. It's gonna. It's called Can We Remember How to Record the Show. <laughs> This week on Low Earth Orbit, we're reviewing The Martian with spoiler free. <laughs> I know, I always get it wrong. Well, because I, I, that's all I had thought about so far. Spoiler free review of The Martian. I got to have a little script in my head. Thank you, I get that. Red leather, yellow leather. Great. All right. Oh, wonderful. Audio, Audio buffer. buffer. This, this is like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs>